Yeah, so let us pray and get started that God be glorified. God, we again, we thank you and bless you for this day and your manifold blessings of life, health, and strength. God, we ask for a visitation in the name of Jesus that you come down, almighty King, and we experience you in the name of Jesus, God. For we know experiencing you, God, can take us to another level in you. So, God, have your way today in this place, in these people, and in this preacher that you be glorified, the saints be edified, and those that don't know you choose to come inside and make you their Lord and King. God, we thank you and we bless you, for it's in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, the Lord, we do pray that all in agreement say amen. Amen and amen, amen. Uh, it was read for your hearing, Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 through 25. And that's where we'll be coming from on this blessed Sunday morning. Thank you, Minister Will, for reading the word of God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Uh, decisions, which is described by the Webster's Dictionary as making a final choice or a judgment is something that we all encounter and experience every day. For example, you made the choice this morning to tune in to our worship service via YouTube, uh, Facebook Live, Instagram, or in person. And we are so thankful that you made such a wise decision on today. Now, as we grow in age, maturity, and stature, the decisions we make can be both delightful as well as devastating. I think it's safe to say that our decisions can be mind-blowing. And mind-blowing decisions consist of major decisions that not only affect you, but also affect those around you, those close to you, and even future generations that will follow you. And today in this era of controversy, conflict, and cultism, we the people are going to have to be willing to make some mind-blowing decisions to do things differently that it may affect us, those around us and future generations that follow us in a positive way. And here in this familiar passage of scripture that was read for our hearing this morning, we oftentimes focus solely on the birth of Jesus. And we should, for if there was no birth of Jesus, there would be no death of Jesus. And if there was no death of Jesus, there would be no resurrection of Jesus, which would make the gospel, our salvation, and eternal life futile and frivolous for all mankind. So there's nothing wrong with focusing on the birth of Jesus in this passage. But if we hone in, dig in, and dissect this passage of Scripture, 
we will see that there's something else we're focusing on in this passage. For nestled in this narrative is the story of a man named Joseph who would have to make some mind-blowing decisions that would affect him, those around him, and even us today in the 21st century. That's how true the word of God is. Amen. And as we look at this story about Joseph, we will learn what it takes to make mind-blowing decisions that have the power to bless those in the now as well as those in the future. You ready, y'all? Say, I'm ready. Amen, amen. And please take note that the mind can be tricky. So in order to make mind-blowing decisions that are meaningful, you will have to take on the mind of Christ and let this mind be in you that is also in Christ Jesus. That, again, you can be a blessing to others by way of being grounded in grace, guided by God, and willing to give up your gratification to glorify God and honor him. And we're, again, in Matthew chapter 1, verse 18 through 25. Now, after being informed of how Jesus would be divinely conceived and birthed uh, through the conception of the Holy Spirit, and how Mary was pledged to be married in verse 18 of Matthew chapter 1. Joseph is introduced to us in verse 19, but not just as a man, but as a just man. Meaning Joseph was a man full of integrity, honesty, humility, uprightness, righteousness, morality, decency, commitment, and courage. See, this is the type of man that the Lord chose for Mary to marry. Uh, sisters, please hear me. Do You do yourself a disservice when you don't allow the Lord to choose your Boaz, your, your, your man, your boo, your future husband. Amen. Brothers, 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 you do yourself a disservice when you don't allow the Lord to shape you into a man full of what Joseph was full of. Amen. And in these days when men have become lovers of themselves, the Lord is looking for some just men and some just women who will walk, uh, uh, talk, and live out their integrity in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation, just like Joseph, for he wasn't just a man, he was a just man. And I found out that just men and just women, look at this, are purposely put in positions by the Lord that they may make mind-blowing decisions that can bless, build, and encourage other people. Come on, you've been trying to leave that job. You've been trying to leave your ministry. You've been even trying to leave your marriage. But the Lord has you there to make some mind-blowing decisions that will bless and build some people up 
who are down. And Joseph takes on this mantle today, y'all, as he is put in a position by God to make not just one mind-blowing decision, but three mind-blowing decisions in the course of eight verses of Scripture within the life of Joseph. In our lives given to us by the God of love and creation has been versed out as well. For nothing, I mean nothing in our lives happens by chance. No, God has versed out our lives for our good and for his glory. For your illness has been versed out by God for your good and for his glory. Your marriage, I know it's not perfect and whose is, but it has been versed out by God for your good and for his glory. Your success in your business and your soon-to-be business has been versed out by God for your good and for his glory. And the life of Joseph, a just man, a good man, a, a, good, a God-fearing man was versed out by God. Look, to be smack dab in the middle of a difficult situation that he had to make mind-blowing decisions about. You see, being a believer in Jesus, a servant of Jesus, a disciple of Jesus, or one who is called just by Jesus, doesn't exempt you and I from being placed in the midst of difficult situations that call for decisions to be made that can be mind-blowing to you and those around you. We're not exempt, y'all, from being put in. Let's just ask the three Hebrew boys. They were placed in the fire. They are serious situations. So the mind, so mind-blowing decisions that, that you make in difficult times can change your family dynamic, your, your community structure, and even the course of history. Joseph the just was put in this position, just like many of us, to do just that, make a decision. But what did it take for, for him to make mind-blowing decisions while in his place of difficulty. Let's look at what Joseph was dealing with, y'all, in the scriptures. Uh, verse 18 says, This is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Uh, uh, wait a minute, Don Trey. Wait, I see a problem. I see a situation of difficulty here for Joseph. See, Joseph, a just man, is on the brink of getting married. But he finds out that his lady, the love of his life, Mary, is pregnant and the baby ain't his. Oh, my God. Uh, uh, sounds like a soap opera, y'all. Hey, man, you know the names of them. Soap it sounds like a soap opera ordeal. And doesn't our lives at times seem like a soap opera? Uh, look, until we begin to see and feel the reality of the difficult situation we are in. And here in the text, uh, 
according to the truth of God's word, is a real difficult situation that Joseph has to deal with. You need to know there are some difficult situations in your life you just can't let pass by. You got to deal with them. And I feel for Joseph this morning, y'all. For Joseph was a carpenter by trade. Therefore, he was more accustomed to making stuff, uh, uh, fixing stuff, hammering stuff. He wasn't used to dealing with stuff like this. Somebody listening can relate for you. You may be dealing with some stuff right now you're not accustomed to. But rest assured, my God, help is on the way. And what Joseph was dealing with hurt him, y'all, disappointed him, angered him, upset him, and had him ready to call it quits with Mary because of what verse 19 reads. Look at verse 19, y'all. It says, because Joseph, her husband, was a just man. We found out he's just, y'all, and faithful to the law. Hold on to that. And yet did not want to expose her to the public and disgrace her. He had in mind to divorce her quickly. Amen. See, he was doing that thing quickly. Amen. That's why you know you can't wait for tomorrow may not. Ryan and Kanita, amen. You got jump on it. Hallelujah. I jump to it like Aretha Franklin said. See, Joseph was hurt. And I can't blame her for if it was me, I would have had reacted the same way, but with a lot more drama about this difficult situation. But what I learned and what we can learn from Joseph is that when difficult situations arise from being disappointed, hurt, and let down by those you thought you can count on and trust, Difficult decisions must be made to the point your decision becomes mind-blowing. And Joseph's decision to this dilemma was just that. For according to the text, he makes a a, a mind-blowing decision to, to give Mary a pass by not exposing her to the public as well as forgiving her. See, in spite of his hurt, uh, disappointment, uh, John, uh, Joseph makes a mind-blowing decision not to put Mary's business in the street. That's what they used to say back in the day, amen? Uh, for, forgive her and keep it moving, amen? See, see Joseph said, I'm not going to tell on you. I'm not going to tell the pastor what you did. But I'm going to forgive you, give you a pass, and keep it moving. And this mind-blowing decision, look at this, y'all, that Joseph made affected him, Mary, and even future generations to come. For Joseph, being a just man who knew the law, knew that the penalty for Mary's situation, according to Deuteronomy 22, verses 23 and 24, was death by stoning. So, so if Joseph didn't make this, my God, mind-blowing decision, Mary would have perished, and the baby in her womb, which was Jesus, would have perished as well. 
leaving future generations like you and I stuck and stranded in sin. So from Joseph's mind-blowing decision, my mother was able to know Jesus. My grandmother was able to know Jesus. My great-grand, I'm going back, y'all, was able to know Jesus. My children are able to know Jesus. And I pray that their children's children and their children's children and their children's children be open to know Jesus and take them as their own. But the question remains, Mr. Will, why would Joseph do it? He was hurt, y'all. He, he was hurt for, for at this point. Look, he hasn't been informed that the baby Mary is carrying is Jesus, the Savior of the world. So how do we, like Joseph, make the mind-blowing decision to forgive and give those a pass who hurt and disappoint us? The answer, the answer to the question is by being grounded in grace. See, Joseph the just was a man that was grounded in grace. For, for there's not much mention about Joseph in the Bible. But we can tell by his actions that he was so deeply grounded in grace that it moved him to make a mind-blowing decision that would affect generations to come. You know, the decisions you make today can affect, affect generations coming after you. So it's important that your mind be right. Hooked up and tangled up in Jesus that you can make the right decision. And I know that there are some people that have been hurt by others and it has made you become bitter, uh, shut in and silent. But the way you free yourself up to live beyond your hurt and disappointment from others is by being grounded in grace. And the way you become grounded in grace, my brother and my sister, is to respect. And remember what grace, God's grace has done for you. For it's by God's grace you have been saved and forgiven of your sins. by grace I have been saved and forgiven of my sins. See, we should have been cut off a long time ago. But it's by God's grace that he has given us that we really don't deserve. And it's the same grace that will ground you, hallelujah, that you will give the, the power of forgiveness to others and set yourself free even in the midst of difficult times. So mind-blowing decisions to forgive others, look, come by way of being grounded in grace. And it's a grace, Elder Ward, it's a grounded grace that you are to extend to others. You see, it's not a, a grace to hold on and bank and pile up and, and look at and say, look at all the grace I have in the bank. No, 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 no. When, when you're grounded in grace, uh, you, you, you give it away. And you give it away to the most unworthy unlikely yeah. folk that you meet, folk like you, yeah. 
in me. You got to give it away. That's something you can't hold on. Now, you don't want to put your, your grace in a CD or a money market. No, it's a grace that you need to give out because, oh, my God, Jesus gave it to us by dying on the cross and giving us another chance to make it right. It's a ground of grace. It's a ground. You got to be grounded in grace to make mind-blowing decisions. There we go. Yeah, yeah. But mind-blowing decisions also come by way of being guided by God. Look at verse 20, y'all, in the text. It says, but after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because what is conceived in her, it's profound right here, y'all, is from the Holy Spirit. I got to use my preacher voice on that. It's from the Holy Spirit. You know we got different voices when you, yeah, if you didn't. Y'all got a different a voice at work, I got a different voice at we got to see Joseph the just uh, after sh showing us that he was grounded in grace, which caused him to make the mind blowing decision to forgive Mary and not subject her to the law, which required her to die, finds himself thinking about how to get out and get away from Mary. And the situation, oh, look at this, that the Lord put him in. Come on. It's the Lord that placed him in this situation. But I told you that mind can be tricky. He begins to think, how can I divorce her? How can I get out of this? Difficult. Remember, he's a carpenter. He ain't no counselor. Jones is letting us know he's a just man. Yeah. But he's a man. Now, now we, we know from the text that Joseph is a just man, meaning he was a man full of all the right stuff. Amen, amen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God is building men up with all the right stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but remember, Joseph was still a man. M-A-N, capital letters. For, for, for Joseph, he walked like a man. He talked like a man. He worked like a man. He strolled like a man. He probably even spit like a man. For, for, for he, and, and, and as, as men, we struggle in different areas of our lives. Come on, uh, don't think or be fooled that, that because you're saved, sanctified, and as the old folk used to say, filled with the precious Holy Ghost, that you don't and won't struggle in some areas of your life. Yeah. I know my brother and my sister Joseph proves that right here in the text, for he was a just man, but this situation with Mary was a struggle for him, look, as a believer. Come on, you, you, you got to stop lying to yourself thinking that believers don't struggle with stuff. No, we, we, we struggle, but praise be to God, we know Jesus. See, there, there, there are so many believers struggling with some things in their lives, and 
due to how critical and judgmental the church can be, we are ashamed and afraid to share our faults with one another. So just like Joseph, we sleep on it. For, for the Bible says Joseph was dreaming. So he had to be sleeping. Amen. But even, oh my God, even though he's sleeping, the Lord is still seeking to save Joseph from his struggle. Look, look at verse 20. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. You see, when you're struggling, God is still seeking to deliver you from your struggles. Ah, that's good news this morning. Amen. So, so you're not in that struggle by yourself. God is seeking you out to deliver you from. Come on, we come on. We, we, we sing that song. I'm chasing after. Ch Stop lying. No, God is chasing after us and seeking after us in our struggles to do what? To deliver us. And here he does so by guiding Joseph by way of a visitation. Oh, my God. See, when you're going through difficult days and nights, it's the Lord who will visit you to deliver you. See, in Acts chapter 12, when Peter was in jail without no bell, changed up and surrounded by guards, it was the Lord who showed up at night, y'all. And like I do to my wife sometime, I tap on the shoulder and say, honey, get up. He taps Peter on the side and said, get up, Peter. Raise up. And then loosed his chains and, look, told Peter to get dressed and follow me. See, it's the Lord who wants to visit you when you're going through. And his agenda is to guide you through and follow him to your place of freedom that you will not be afraid. To make decisions, mind-blowing decisions. Oh, my God, look at this, y'all. That may not be popular with those in your circle. See, the angel of the Lord was at work doing this for Joseph, who had to be afraid of what his family, his friends, and his community would say about him if he stayed locked in step with Mary, who was not carrying his child. Joseph was afraid of what people might say about him because he's a, 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 supposed to marry this lady, this woman, this sister, but she's pregnant and it's not his child. And sorrowfully to say that even today, many of us are afraid to do some things, some radical things for the Lord and uh, make some mind-blowing decisions that will honor God within the Christian community due to the fear of what others may say or think about us. See, when this happens, God who wants his plan and purpose to be fulfilled usually sends a representative to guide you to make a decision that his will be done. Anybody knock on your door lately 
encouraging you to do some stuff differently, to do some radical stuff. Come on, you, you, God has sent a representative to guide you to do some radical things for the Lord that look, you scared to do because you worrying about what other people are going to think. My God, no, 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 no. See, see, and, and here he says an angel of the Lord to Joseph, and it's believed to be the same angel Gabriel that visited Mary when she too was afraid and troubled about what was transpiring in her life as a teenager. Teenagers, please hear me and know you too are often afraid and troubled about what's going on in your life, your world, and your surroundings. But if you stay close to God and allow him to guide you, you will be able to make some mind-blowing decisions to stay pure in the midst of the world's pressure to make you fall. And Mary had to make some decisions as well. So again, the angel of the Lord, God's representative, shows up, y'all, to give some guidance that Joseph make the right decision. And he does so by reminding Joseph, oh, look at this, of his genealogy, his bloodline, his ancestry. My God, my God. See, it's important, Evan, that you know and remember your ancestry. For it will motivate and inspire you to do some amazing things. Like our ancestors who built their own thriving town in Greenwood, Oklahoma. That is known to many as Black Wall Street. Yes, our ancestors were brilliant, beautiful, and business-minded professionals that supported, my God, one another. And this should move and motivate us. To do the same. See, Joseph was reminded of his ancestry by way of the angel Gabriel calling him Joseph, son of David. See, this reminder to Joseph was to trigger in him the remembrance of his connection with Jesus Christ, the Messiah, within the genealogy that Joseph be not fearful of what others may think but faithful in fulfilling God's plan and purpose for his life. I can't stress it enough. It's so important to know our lineage, our heritage, our ancestry is rich, y'all. And it will encourage us to do the incredible, the unthinkable. Look, that God be glorified. So he makes his mind-blowing decision as he's guided by God. And Joseph did just that. He made a mind-blowing decision. Look, look at verse 24. So when Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home, my God, as his wife. Oh, yeah, yeah, he packed the bag, y'all. We ain't got the car seat. Well, the baby ain't been born yet. The baby wasn't born yet. No, he didn't get the car seat passed. No, I'm getting ahead of myself. No, no. He, 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 he packed the bags up. Yeah, and said, come on home, baby. Yeah, I've been guided by God to make a mind-blowing decision. 
Yeah, and, 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 and he did it, y'all. He, he, he laid aside his, oh my God, his own feelings, his, 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 his own uh, idiosyncrasies, and he was guided by God, and he surrendered to the guiding of God. You have to be guided by God in a dream, Joseph the just. He wakes up uh, prepared to make this mind-blowing decision, and he does. And if you look at the text, he does it expeditiously. See, when he woke up, he didn't brush his teeth or nothing. He didn't wash his face. He went and got Mary, his baby, and took her home. Amen? Now, it doesn't talk about the home they went to, but I can probably believe it was a nice home because he was a carpenter. So, so he probably had some hardwood floors in there, Elderwood, some chandeliers up in that joint. Come on, if you got a kitchen laid out, granite on. He took his baby home to a well lit and well-furnished home. He made a wise decision. See, after receiving the guidance he needed from God, and we all need guidance from God. Don't ever get too big that you think you don't need guidance from God. We need God to guide and direct us in all our ways. Because we, because of what we've been born in, which is sin. So we need the guidance and the direction of God. Look, day by day, minute by minute, second by second, hour by hour, that we can do the right thing and make the right decision for us, for others, and for future generations. He needed guidance from God. Making this mind-blowing decision came easy for Joseph, and it will come easy for us as we continue to walk in the fear and amnition of God. Yeah, when you fear God, come on, you, you, you will make decisions based on his guidance that will be a blessing to you as well as. I'm giving you some information. If you want to be blessed, you need to let God guide you that when you get blessed, you don't hold on to the blessing. That you share the blessing. Because the blessing came from the blesser. And you're the blessee. And he wants the blessee to share the blessing with others. And, and you will know, oh my God, look at this pastor. And you will know you are being guided by God to make meaningful, mind-blowing decisions on God's behalf. Because mind-blowing decisions guided by God oftentimes don't make sense to you even after salvation. Come on, I'm, 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 I'm saved, y'all. I'm saved. But, but sometimes the direction God gives, it just doesn't make sense. But praise be to God, we do it by faith anyway. See, if, if, if we were to ask Joseph, a devoted and just Jew, living under the law, if, if his mind-blowing decision to marry a virgin, carrying, carrying an unborn child that was not conceived by him, I guarantee Joseph would emphatically say, this just 
doesn't make sense. But he did it anyway. If you were to ask a husband of one and a father of four, if being guided by God to make a mind-blowing decision to leave the comfort and support of family and friends, to pastor a church in one of the coldest and snowiest parts of the country, I guarantee his answer would be, it just doesn't make sense. But he did it anyway. If you were to ask a married couple with two little girls and one more child on the way that I heard just got COVID, if, if, if by being guided by God to make a mind-blowing decision to leave the U.S. and travel to a country overrun with drugs and violence to spread the gospel, I believe their answer would be, it just don't make sense. But they did it anyway. Oh, my God. You see, making mind-blowing decisions that are guided by God to impact your life and the lives of others will many times not make sense to you. See, it just doesn't add up. Come on, think about some of the things that the Lord guided you to do. Just, uh, oh, he told you to quit that six-figure job and follow him. Come on, he told the disciples to follow him and leave the family business. It just don't make sense. See, for God is in the midst of guiding someone listening today to make a mind-blowing decision. And you've been hesitant to follow God's guidance because you can't see how you will make it if you surrender to God's direction and guidance. Today, I want to encourage you as I encourage myself. My God, make the mind-blowing decision and watch God do the rest. Yeah, yeah, leave it up to God and he will do the rest. But lastly, 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 mind-blowing decisions are geared. Look at this, y'all. To those who are willing to give up what gratifies them, to glorify and honor God. See, 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 we have been focusing on Joseph, who is known to us as a just man, who has had to make some mind-blowing decisions. And throughout our time together in the text, Joseph has not given us any reason to believe he's not what the scriptures claim him to be. You, you know, as believers in Christ, uh, Jesus, the scriptures claim us to be different than we were as non-believers. See, see, for it's recorded and claimed in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, that if any man, woman, boy, girl, be in Christ, they are new creations. We're claimed to be new as believers in Christ. See, in Ephesians 2 and 10, we are claimed to be the workmanship of Christ. 
created in uh, God and created him for, for good works. See, in the scriptures, they, they claim for us to be who we, my God, should be. So I encourage you this morning, get into the scriptures and see who God claims for you to be. And be it. You see, the word of God claims us to be in Christ and what would and what would and should be and others should see with see it without us saying anything about it. Yeah, the word tells us how we should be and we shouldn't have to go around uh, 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 talking about who we are and whose we are. It should show by our actions and our attitudes. My wife and I were out the other night and this brother was was. Uh, uh, um, um, asking for some gas. He was walking through the parking lot, up and down. And he saw us sitting in our car, but he wouldn't bother us. Yeah, probably because I had that chicken wing. You know, I was, I was in there. Yeah, and I had some. Yeah, but he wouldn't bother us, amen? But I heard him asking for, for gas. He had a need. So, so, so I, said, I said, babe, we got to bless this brother. We're going we to bless him. We're going to give him a little something. Amen, for his gas. And my wife, amen, she's more spiritual than me. She said, we're going to give him $10. I said, no, three. Yeah. I said, wait a minute. Wait, you. I said, we're going to give him three. Amen, 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 amen. And God gave us that opportunity to help someone because in his word he says that we are to be our brother's keeper and help the less fortunate. Amen. So when you get the opportunity to be a blessing to somebody, don't do like I did and say, baby, hold the 10. Give him three. Well, I was thinking spiritual too. You know, three, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Yeah, you know, I was, yeah, I don't know where she got the 10 from. I was, that, 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 that who we claim to be in the word of God will show to others. Now, Joseph the just again was, was, was again, it has been making some mind-blowing decisions that have been just that mind-blowing. But this decision, y'all, my God, that Joseph makes after his encounter with an angel and, and bringing Mary home as his wife is not just mind-blowing, but it's mind-boggling to me, Elder Ward. Look closely at, at the words of Matthew in verse 25. Uh, let's go to 24 and 25. It says, when Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. Verse 25. This is it, y'all. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son and called his name Jesus. See, I, I have been blessed to be married to my, my fine, I mean, fine wife for 25 years. See, when I look up the word fine in my personal dictionary, uh, uh, of love, my wife's picture is right there because she's fine. Y'all yeah. can say it, it's all right. Yeah, she's, she's fine because she is fine and she gets finer, if that's a word, as the years go on. She, she fine, y'all, she, she fine. Did I say she fine? I say she fine. Yeah, she got that blue dress on the day, she fine. No, it's, it's, it's actually periwinkle. Yeah, see, that's, see, that's how I'm in. Yeah, see, I know my, because she fine. When, when, when your lady is fine, you, you, you notice stuff like that, brother. See, 
See, when your lady's fine, you take a, a, a serious attention. Don Trang, I'm telling you something, man. Come on, man. But, but on our wedding day, she, 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 she had, had a brother in all, Pastor B. As I look forward to the wedding night that, that, that we could consummate, come together and make marital union intimately ordained by God, Minister Will, for our gratification and for God's glory. Come on, you know that holy matrimony uh, uh, and, 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 and intimacy, hallelujah, go hand in hand. And when it happens, God is glorified. God is like, hallelujah, do what you do to the glory of God. But Joseph here in the text, my God, shows us that he was willing to make a mind-blowing decision to give up what gratified him as a man to glorify and honor God until Jesus the Christ was born. See, Joseph shows us how just he is, and in doing so, he glorifies God. See, Joseph knew if he had consummated his marriage with Mary during her pregnancy, it would disqualify her as a virgin. That, that the prophecy proclaimed in Isaiah 7 and 15. So Joseph takes one for the team and makes a mind-blowing decision to give up what gratified him in his union with his wife to honor God. This decision by Joseph was a sure sign of his diligently seeking to please God. And we know from the scriptures and from our lives that the Lord is a rewarder to those that diligently seek him. And Joseph's reward would be the joy of raising Jesus, the Savior of the world. Seeing Jesus run in the dirt. Seeing Jesus play in the mud. Seeing Jesus grow up to be the Savior. That was his reward. But again, Joseph made the mind-blowing decision to give up what gratified him to honor God. What would you and I huh, be willing to give up that gratifies us, oh my God, to honor and glorify God? Would you give up your Instagram and Facebook time to honor God? Would you give up your, oh my God, overtime to honor God? Would you give up your TV time to honor God? Would you give up your lunch time, your dinner time, turn your plate over to honor God? Would you be willing, Brandon, to give up whatever gratifies you and your flesh to honor God? If the answer is yes, you just made a mind-blowing decision to honor God. 
and to do the unthinkable. God wants us to honor him and make some mind-blowing decisions. Again, that not just bless us, but it bless others around us and future generations to come. My wife asked me to do something with our grandchildren that they can see and we can uh, 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 begin to bless them, our future generation. And I made the mind-blowing decision and said, yes, let's do it. God, God, God is seeking for those who will make a mind-blowing decision right now and even today. Make it, make it, make it, make it, make it, make it, make it. Don't worry about what other people think. Make that mind-blowing decision that's guided by God. It might not make sense. I'm a witness. It might not make sense. But if it's guided by God, he will see you through, and you'll see the fruit of your decision by and by. God, we thank you. And God, we bless you for being a God that loves us so much that you have given us your word and your word to live by. So God, we take the precepts and the information from your word, God, and we just are not hearers of it, but God, we want to be doers of it. So help us, God, to do your word. And remember, God, that you sent your son, Jesus, that we might have eternal life, do the right thing, say the right thing, and make some decisions that honor you. God, help us to make decisions, God, that are guided by you, that glorify you in the name of Jesus. God, God, help us. God, it's not easy, Lord. God, we've been in this flesh a long time, but God, we ask you to mortify the flesh that we may fulfill what the spirit of the living God is guiding us to do, even right now in real time. God, help us to make mind-blowing decisions that you can glorify. God, we thank you, and God, we bless you. For it's in the name of Christ Jesus we pray. Amen.